0: Get some chicken wings and watch the bingos play I'm about to get a couple drinks and watch the bingos game My city like a zoo, we just watch the bingos play And I don't know about you, I'm about to watch the bingos game
1: hooray, go who go hootay Go who you for go hootay, go hootay tell them who you looking for hooray, go hooray, go hooray. Hooray,
2: back it's been a long time since we've done one of these um we're gonna try and get some more content out to you on more of a a, hopefully a weekly basis um just covid has been slowing everything up kids going back to school we get it ed um oh we're blaming that on me that's cool (laughs) (laughs) some of us don't have kids just saying okay um but we do have two very special guests with us here tonight we have commissioner yaz coming in all the way from la and then Bengals finest. Sitting front row every week. Bengals captain. How you guys doing tonight?
3: Doing great. Hootay. Glad to be here.
1: I'm so excited to be here. And I actually will say that before I entered this Bengals Twitter world, Bengals captain was like my idol. And now he's <laughs> my friend. And I think it is the coolest thing ever. So this is very exciting.
2: Well, he was excited to work with you saying that this is going to be some high energy. So. Yeah.
3: Oh yeah, it's on. I apologize to everyone listening already. <laughs> I, don't, so I don't. I don't apologize d- for anything. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so I do want to get off first and foremost. Just kind of ask you guys both. Just really took off this past off season. I know, like I've been following Bengals captain now for a, a while, and I've seen some of the stuff you've been posting on on Twitter. <laughs> um, but I feel like you've really grown this past off season. And Yaz, you came out of nowhere. And all of a sudden people are like, "Oh, here you are." and I'm sure you've seen your followers jump quite a bit this off season. Um, but how, how has this explosion been for you this off season for for both of you
1: So I guess I'll just jump on in here, but um, I yeah, for me it was very quick. It was over the past like three months, and I owe a lot of it to Captain because he helped me a lot, um, just like retweeting all my stuff and constantly supporting me and giving me advice and stuff like that. And I really do think that truly it wouldn't have happened without you. So I appreciate you very much. Um, And I actually – I had been following Captain since last season. And I'll say this because now it's funny. I saw you and Jess because I was sitting in your section um, when I went to the Bengals game, my very first Bengals game at Paul Brown Stadium, but I was too nervous to say anything. Say hi, <laughs> and now I'm like he's my friend. I talk to Jess like every day, and it's so funny to think about. But I think my takeoff kind of happened um just because I was bringing like different content. Obviously, being a girl, and I it kind of all started with a TikTok video um, of me changing a bunch of outfits and. I think that after that, I was just very careful to put out tweets that I thought would be like relevant and timely and that people would like, and it's worked and I'm having a lot of fun. So yeah, thank you Bengals captain for that.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Give me too much credit. You, you did that all on your own and I love seeing it because you know, uh, not just because you're you're a uh, female, w- woman, girl. Uh, you know, I don't know the right thing to say. You know, I don't know what to do with my hands. Yeah. <laughs> um, but just like with Jess, you know, we did so many charity events with uh, Marvin Lewis Foundation. One of them was uh, Chalk Talk. And we literally sat in the film room and went over the previous game's uh, film. So we had a playbook in front of us. We went through every play. We went over and over as if we were players, you know, fast forward, rewind, fast forward, rewind, you know, over and over and over, picking out certain parts of the play or the player. She sat there with me uh, every single time. So she knows what I know. And so many times, you know, you'll you'll say, hey, oh, I'm a Bengals fan. And then a guy will say, oh, well, can you name the five players? Like, you've got to pass this test to be a Bengals fan just because you're a woman and it's BS. So I absolutely love, to see more activity from our female fans, they're as knowledge, knowledgeable, if not more so, and I guarantee more so than some of the fans that I see angry <laughs> last week. So uh, good to see it. Absolutely. Now, One of those yeah, fans was can... probably me. <laughs> um,
0: that's fair.
3: You know, in the moment, I can tell you know yes. you, you got a bit, but yes. now that it's cooled down, we're we're good. We're exactly. We're good. Now, yeah, as
2: you've been doing your pep talks. So what's, what's been the feedback that you've been getting on your pep talks?
1: So the pep talks have been like probably how I'm growing my following the most right now. That's probably what picks up the most traction. And I am very happy about that because I think they show the most of my personality. Um, That kind of just happened one day like as a joke I was talking to my friend Sam who happens to be the only other Bengals fan that I've like grown up around and I told him I was like how funny would it be if I took a video pretending to be in the locker room and he's like cracking up and he's like well what would you say and I just started recording on my phone and just pretended that I was giving a pep talk to the players in the locker room and that was that ended up being my very first one and I just listened to it over and over and over until I memorized it. And then I recorded the first one, like on my lunch break in my car at work one day (laughs) and was like, let's just see how this goes. And it worked out really well. So now every week I do a pep talk before the game, I try to get them out on Fridays or Saturday morning at the latest. And now I've gone on to just like going with what feels right and just saying it. So, um, I, it, it depends when like, I'm feeling it like this week, I'm not sure what we're going to talk about yet. Like, I don't know what it's going to be about. Obviously it'll be about playing the Colts, but I feel like there's been a lot of stuff going on with the B- recently that there's different things to address. And I think it's fun because some days I can be addressing the players or the coaches or the fans. And it's just my way of like talking to Bengal nation, I guess.
2: Well, and you know, Captain, you do the same thing, but you go live more often than, than not as from what I've seen. So how has that interaction been when you've done your, your live segments?
3: Yeah, that, that was accidental. You know, it's (laughs) funny because we've actually recorded interviews with uh, fans who visit the tailgate for years. So we've done interview stuff uh, with Jess. Uh, We've done some live stuff on Twitter way before it. A lot of stuff that before this little account and the hat and everything got big, we've done things that no one's ever seen. No one's ever heard of. Uh, And then I'm like, you know what? I need to do that more. I need to talk to fans prior to, I get really nervous. I get butterflies in my stomach. It is completely irrational for a grown man to, (laughs) to get all anxious and giddy and, you know, we, we drive down to the stadium and, 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 and I'm nervous. I'm shaking. My palms are sweaty. Something about mom's spaghetti, whatever. But uh, (laughs) I, I I just, I, I need that it's therapy for me to talk to the fans, to see what everybody has to say. And uh, you know, a a lot of people love it. Uh, Some people hate it. Some people have unfollowed me (laughs) to to (laughs) each their own. Uh, I'm just out there. You know, talking to fans, because if if we were tailgating, that's what we'd be doing. You know, we, we, everybody just says what they think about this game, you know, what they thought about last game, you know, oh, what do you think about so-and-so it just random conversation spark during every tailgate. And uh, that's what I'm trying to, to make that. But uh, I love, I love the pep talks. I love Yass's pep talks because here's the thing, no one thinks about this and, and that drives some of my conversation. The players watch them. I'm telling you, yes, the players have seen those. They, they, they watch all of us. So yeah. you better believe, you know, they, they've been in the locker room and passing it around and you know, who knows what, but uh, you know, we're known and they, they appreciate that. They like that. Uh, before the season kicked off, I sent out a video. Some people, you know, sent me clips of them cheering on the Bengals and I compiled them together and I got in some pretty good hands and got some great feedback from players who said, you know what? We love it. So nice. you know, anything to help pump up the team, we need more of that. There are, there are other fan bases who are just crazy fanatic. They're going to win the Super Bowl every year. And we say that and it's like we, we're not allowed to. You know, we're, we're such a, a self-hating fan base. Like, no, 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 no. Just pipe dreams. Let's, let's, let's go. Let, let's believe it all. Yeah, within reason, we're allowed to get upset. When we see the O-line falling apart, yeah, <laughs> we can have momentary lapses. But we will get better. We will improve it.
2: Now, so how long have you had season tickets? Because, again, you're always front row. Like, how long have you been a fan? Second how row. Long you... so it's, <laughs> all right, well, yes.
3: the, it's cl- you're close know, enough. You know. The
2: camera catches you. I mean. That,
3: yeah, yeah, yeah. I, very, don't, I don't want to, you know, stand take that clout out. if it's not me. I've been begging to get in the front row, and I can't.
2: But how long you had season tickets? How long have you been a fan?
3: Uh, since 2011 for the season tickets. And I've been a fan ever since the 88 Super Bowl. When I moved to Tennessee and the kids told me, uh, they said, them bangles ain't going to win no Super Bowl. And I couldn't <laughs> understand what they were saying. I didn't know what a bangle <laughs> was. I went home. I told my mom we had to watch the bangles. Uh, she thought it was MTV. I had to correct her. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I bet twenty five cents on the game, and I'm a Garfield. I'm a big Garfield lover. Uh, I saw you and, got the mug.
2: Yeah, I yep. saw you got the mug.
3: And I saw the helmets, and it was an instant, instant love. So been a fan ever since. But yeah, the the, the tickets came two thousand eleven. We had two, and then the next year we added two more, and then I think the year after we added three, and then the year after we added four. And then another two, so we've got thirteen total. Wow! All right.
1: Wow. Yeah. That is awesome.
3: I'm a hoarder, but it's <laughs> English tickets.
1: Do so, you always sit in the same seat, or do you like you're like ah, oh, this day I'm feeling that one.
3: <laughs> so we always sit in 158, second row, but we have second row 102, and and funny thing is, I'm I'm an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> I I uh, let someone buy those four. So w- we normally have two, but because of the COVID stuff, uh, I got four in that and, and swapped out seats, whatever. And I thought the section 102 was one section over. I didn't realize it is like dead corner right by the tunnel. And oh, wow. the, the girl that uh, bought the tickets, she caught Tyler Boyd's glove that he tossed up oh. from the last game. I'm thinking – Oh, I like gloves. <laughs> so I, I might, I might have to do that. It's just, I feel like I'm going to miss something if I leave 158 and 158 has got a bunch of great fans. Uh, so I don't know. I, I have ADD. We'll see.
0: So my wife's uh, uncle has front row behind the visitors uh, bench and we got him one year. He called us like on a Saturday night, said he didn't want to go. So we went and we were playing the bangles. And when you're that close, you have to kind of watch what you're saying. Um, And that was the game where one of the Browns tried to gouge out Andrew Whitworth's eyes. Um, And I started yelling a bunch of trash to him as they were walking him off the field. And then he started walking towards me. And so I ran away. (laughs) And that's my story.
1: (laughs) And he probably. That's great.
3: That's great.
2: So, yes. How long have you been a fan? Why are you a fan? Because you're out in California, right?
1: Yeah. Um, the, like first year that I officially remember is 2009, or I know could take that back. I started being a fan in 2009. That's like when I like hopped on and was like, okay, I'm a Bengals fan. And then I would say the first season that I like fully embraced it was 2011. Um, it happened basically. Long story short, uh, my brother in law, he has been with my sister since I was like seven or eight years old. So I was really young and um, I really liked sports my whole life growing up, but he was kind of the first person that like really listened to me and like taught me about them and kind of just like, didn't make fun of me for wanting to like sports, but instead like took me under his wing and was like, I'm going to show you everything. And right around that time was when Chad started doing all his like funny touchdown celebrations. And he had watched Chad in college and he started telling me about him and the Raiders came to play the Bengals and I just like made myself a shirt from like iron on that you get at Walmart. (laughs) And I showed up to the game with my own Bengals shirt. And yeah, it was just, it happened by accident, but I actually texted him recently and I was like, thank you so much because I don't know who I would be if you didn't do that for me. And he replied and he's like, no problem. Like he calls me young money, but he was like, no problem. Young money. Like love you too. And I'm like, no, you don't understand. I'm sitting in my room crying because this is my entire identity. Like I'm, like, I'm very thankful, but it's always just like, it's been more than a game to me. It's been more like, I, how do I, I don't know what the right word is, but like, it just means a lot. Like every Bengals game that I ever got to go to since Obsession. I was so young. Yeah. Oh, I'm definitely. Oh, that's that's, that's for all sure. Yeah. That's no. definitely it. But every game I got to go to was always really special. Like there had to be like, sometimes like there was one where my dad drove overnight from Northern California to pick me up in LA. I was a freshman in college and then drove overnight to Arizona and made it to the Sunday game. And there was, a game that I went to by myself and I made two friends that are still my great friends today. So every Bengals game I've gotten to go to has been really special because it's always been on the West coast and I've had to travel and stuff. So that's kind of how it's stuck.
2: So the Bengals this season have started one, three, and one. And I'm just kind of curious as to, I, I mean, captain, you're the eternal optimist. So what are your thoughts on one, three, and one, how are we doing this year?
3: You know, it's funny. There, there's an argument. I, I've been blocked uh, by people, Bengals fans on Twitter, because of my optimism. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that is the the perfect reason to be blocked by by know. somebody who's you know eternally negative. Like they they don't want to hear anything positive. Um, it's funny though because some people called me out, not called me out, but noted that I uh, I was upset with the offensive line. You know. I, I can't be. I've been called a Homer, but I'm thinking. Well, you know, Homer, you're kind of ignoring the the, the bad. I, I can acknowledge we need some help. We the offensive line. I will say I I was on board. I was totally on board. You saw I saw a uh, Zim Hude uh, retweet about the Pro Football Focus has ranked mm-hmm. our defense number ten, which I need to I need to read up on that. I need I need to. Let that sink in, you know. But what they did against the Ravens was masterful. And we know linebacker was a huge, huge unit of weakness last season. It's completely remade. We A lot of people had doubts about Lou. Uh, Lou came up with an amazing game plan against the Ravens. So they went all in on defense. Unfortunately, we've got a lot of injuries uh, to some of the pieces we picked up. But they went all in on defense, and it worked. It turned it around. So if you're looking at pro football focused grades on the offensive line late in the year, I get it. Some people just hated certain players, but those grades improved over the last five games. And that was with backups in. So I figure we, we get healthier. We get Jordan and price. Another year of experience. We get Jonah back. We sign Sofilo. Uh, of course, we're going to get better. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> what, the Tina from uh, Bob's Burgers? Like, eh. um, it didn't quite start that way. And I don't care what somebody says, you know, this didn't work, that didn't work. It was communication. All I know is it, it is just, it's scary to see Joe get hit that often. So we're going to call it out. The difference is, you know, I don't think I'm a homer because I'm calling out the obvious, but I believe we can fix it. You know, we went in, you know, all in on defense this year. We're going to go in completely overhaul that offensive line in this next offseason. And then, hey, just like the Browns uh, did in the offseason, we're going to go from low 20s into hopefully teens, 9. nine. We'll see. So I'm disappointed. Uh, I really did think that we could surprise some uh, people if we stayed healthy, uh, we could get to the playoffs. This is not looking like a playoff team right now, but uh, a lot of my more sensible fans and friends on Twitter have said, you know what? I wasn't expecting uh, to win that many games. I was expecting five and so on and so forth. And like, you know what? I, I'm, I'm okay being wrong. I was wrong. I, I was a little too optimistic. I'm going to blame that on the offensive line and, uh, you know, what I was expecting, the, the carryover from last year. But uh, there's signs of life. Every game, there's signs of life. They're not putting it together in a complete game yet. But, you know, the Ravens game, the defensive side, you know, we saw better offensive output with the Jags. You know, one game, the receivers look like they're getting open, and maybe Joe has a little bit of time. One game, Mixon's going off. So they're little pieces. They just have to put it together. And, you know, it's been a long road that they haven't. So, like Zach said, they've got to learn. They've got to learn how to win. I I believe it'll happen next year. If it's if we don't go on a tear at the end of this year, next year is just going to be off the charts.
2: So okay with that. I was going to say, do you have? I don't even know how you add anything to that yet. No, I,
3: I'd be oh, totally I too much. I'm sorry.
0: No, no, you're fine. Uh, I think <laughs> we'll you're right. Though, Here you, I come. <laughs> if you think about it, I, I mean, we didn't really get a preseason, so we're technically what are we four, yeah. four games? So we're technically second game of the season this weekend. So. I mean, you got a great point there. We could go on a tear at the end of the year or even middle. Yeah, and I,
1: I especially agree with towards after we get over the next, like, four games, I think then the schedule eases up a little bit, and I think that's the perfect time for everything to come back together. But I, what I tell, like, all my friends that keep – my friends mistake me being excited about loving the Bengals for me thinking the Bengals are going to the Super Bowl this year. Like, they always think that because they don't – Something that I've realized about non-Bengals fans is that they don't know anything about the team, really. And so um, something that I always tell them is, we only won two games last year. We didn't come in here expecting to just tear the NFL apart. And anybody that did expect that, it's just not realistic. We weren't going to get 12 wins. We weren't just going to attack on 10. Oh, Captain, I'm so sorry. <laughs> day, like, I would have loved if we if yep. we got a lot more but I think that like after every win or after every loss they're frustrating but it at least we can recognize why it's happening it's not like we, we're like we have all the pieces why is this not coming together it's we have all the pieces but there are some gaps that still need to be filled let's go fill those gaps in the off season. let's come back 2021 and try this again and um I Yeah, it's been a frustrating year, I'll agree, but it's also been a very exciting year for me. I love seeing all these new younger guys developing and seeing what they're bringing to the team, and I, I think that we're on our way. I think that we're just young, and that's okay. Yeah.
2: So in a positive light then, what have you seen on offense, Yaz, that you've been impressed with?
1: So on offense specifically, the offensive line during – the Jags game. I remember everybody like was just harping on Alex Redmond. Oh, we love that. Is that Joe Mixon? There's a glare.
2: <laughs> Joe Burrow, I think.
1: Oh, Joe Burrow. No, yeah. I, obviously Joe Burrow is like number one and we're going to get there. But um, there was a moment in time where everybody just was being so mean about Alex Redmond and then his pro football focus grade came out and it wasn't, it wasn't bad. He was looking okay. And then I was thinking to myself, like, I, these players are doing okay. It's just not coming together totally yet, but individually these players are performing and yeah, maybe they need to push a little harder, but once they all come together, it's going to be great. Um, Something that has impressed me, I want to say is Tyler Boyd um, through sample. Definitely love that. And before the season started, I was a big CJ fan. I was like, I think this is going to be his season, especially hearing that him and bro had great chemistry and stuff like that. I, I, was really excited about it and then when that didn't happen I was like great now we don't have a tight end but Drew Sample stepped in and he's just been able to make plays and even though that one touchdown in the end zone was heartbreaking it happens it's the game of football it's gonna happen um and Joe Mixon impresses me when they pass him the ball (laughs) and I'm leading a campaign called pass to Joe Mixon pass to Joe Mixon just Please, just a little shovel pass, something. <laughs> he's not able to get through the offense yet, but if you just give him a second for those holes to open up, and then just toss it on over to him, he's gonna explode. And we've watched it happen. And anyway, I I love our wide receivers. I could go on, but I'm gonna let Captain talk.
3: <laughs> no, no, I, I need you. You need to take over. You know, five, six, seven minutes at a time too. I can't. <laughs> Nobody yeah. wants to hear me that much. Yeah, I'm going to okay, lose some so, more followers.
1: You know what? I'm going to tell you another thing. Joe Burrow. I feel like I have this telepathy with him because we both like SpongeBob. <laughs> and after I love SpongeBob, you guys, I can't even tell you like my dad and I will send each other SpongeBob photos all the time and <laughs> it's just great. It's just all the memes. But um I feel like we have this telepathy and I think that Joe is the Joe Burrow is the perfect guy to have in Cincinnati because his mentality is strong enough to be there. And I feel him telling me it's gonna be okay. The comeback's gonna be even better. I think that if Joe or even with last game, I bet you he is so frustrated with himself, and I think that with himself, and I think that if the team continues to be like, win, lose, not so great, and we get to the end of the season, During the offseason, Joe Burrow is going to do anything he needs to do to make his comeback even stronger, and that's what I'm impressed with. It's his mental game. We all saw him play football in college. We know what he can do, but his mental game and the positivity that he brings, I think that's what what really impresses me about him.
2: So now you have to follow up on Yaz's proposal to Joe Burrow, but (laughs) – What have you seen? That has- I did
1: I did ask at one point. I never try to comment on the players because I don't care. Like they're my brothers. That's that's how it is. Um I did have a boyfriend. I like I'm not into the players like that, but one time a he that picture came out of him walking out of the tunnel and I was like, Is Joe Burrow single? My boyfriend's like, Hello, I'm right here. I call him I'm like, I was just wondering for my friends. Yeah.
0: <laughs> asking for somebody, yeah
1: older
0: than him that's weird so how do you follow that captain
3: well demarco murray slid into my wife's dms one time so uh yeah you know and 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 people ask like what how can you you know i was showing it to people and they're like you know how are you okay with that i said well i know what i married you know if if i didn't know that attention was coming i'd have married somebody that didn't look like her you know she's (laughs) absolutely gorgeous I, I know what's coming. You've got to be confident, you know? So I, I, you know, what little I've seen about Yaz's boyfriend, he seems super confident. Uh, I like, I like the chemistry between them. You know, I, th- that's why I like Jess. Breaking down the and, film.
2: You know, he's breaking down the film. He's
0: got <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> breaking <down> the tweets. <laughs> yeah. So, he
1: does, he's great. I, yesterday I told him, I was like, I talked about you on a podcast. Did you listen? And he's like, I'm gonna get to that, and I'm like, did you see I tagged you on a tweet telling you that I talked about you? And he's like, yeah. And I'm like, were you gonna reply? And he's like, no. <laughs> 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 I'm like, I'm never bringing you up again. But he's Here we he are. Is very, he confident. In, in the
3: <laughs> see, there you go. I I loved it. You know, I I told her to uh, reply back and ask him for a signed jersey. You know, but she, <laughs> she didn't. You know, whatever. That's fair. Um, you know, as far as what I think optimism, uh, I, I love what she said about Joe Burrow because, you know, there are different types of leaders. There are different types of competitors. You know, you, you hear about, I can't remember. I was watching the, uh, the baseball game. I'm not a huge baseball fan. I'm a Reds fan, but I don't watch as many other baseball games as I watch like NFL games. I don't know who they were talking about, but they were talking about the kid and his hard work is in like T-ball. And not everybody's wired that way. So, you know, you've got great athletes, people who have great careers, and, and they're not wired the same. But every now and then you get a guy like Joe Burrow, where he is just so fiercely competitive. He is, he's very introspective. He, he I mean, he has a master's degree. Everybody always forgets. He got his bachelor's and master's degree before he hit the NFL that rarely happens. The the guy is extremely intelligent. He's a hard worker. He's got a chip on his shoulder. Funny thing about all the events lately, everybody's talking about Herbert. Now his chip's growing. We were worried, well, you know, what if that chip goes away? What if, you know, he's, he's getting better every game. The numbers keep going up. Oh, here's the chip. It's coming back. (laughs) (laughs) Herbert might be rookie of the year. I, I feel bad for the rest of the NFL. If Herbert's rookie of the year, because Burrow's going off in 2021, he's wired differently. He's going to be the Peyton Manning who, you know, I, I heard reports even late in his career, he was doing those mundane little quarterback drills, the footwork drills that all the, you know, established QBs, they didn't do, they were too good for Peyton Manning still did them. You know, Pey- Peyton Manning st- took his off season was went over film. He was always trying to find that edge and and Burrow's going to be the same. He's absolutely whatever it takes in the weight room, in the film room. Uh, you know, he's, I, I liked hearing today that he was talking with A.J. Green or A.J. Green said that they were talking because I can see him not being afraid to tell A.J. Green what he needs uh, as a quarterback out of his wide receiver. One of, the, one of the early throws in the season, I feel like it was a, the first game, it was uh, uh, corner of the end zone on the right sideline and A.J. went out of bounds around the defender and then tried to fight back in. And I'm thinking the entire time Burrow wanted him to cut inside the defender, obviously in bounds. I mean, you know, a little common sense. but A.J's not used to that. So Burrow has the ability to place that ball where whatever side that he wants, so he's just got to get that chemistry with AJ. AJ's he's been out uh, for a year and a half. He's learned a new playbook. Now he's learned a new quarterback. His buddy's now in Dallas. You know, a lot of things going on for AJ. But Burrow will keep fighting for that chemistry. He will keep fighting to make everybody better. And this offseason, I'm I'm hoping this COVID thing clears up quickly. And then the offseason, Burrow's going to hang out with all his wide receivers. Like Yaz said, he is going to fix whatever is wrong. We haven't seen the ugly shovel pass that was the interception. Uh, I think the the first game or the second game, he was, uh, he had a big hole in front of him and he took a sack, you know, and I, I told Jess, I said, well, he's smart enough. Watch the next time that happens. Sure enough. The next time it happened, he took off, uh, the, you know, off the back foot interception against the Ravens probably will never happen again. The rest of the season, every mistake he makes, he learns from, and he never makes them again. So, we're just looking at fixing the o line for him uh he is just as advertised and they're going to build around him and we're going to have lombardis you know
1: oh yeah we are so I'm okay with that too
2: as as you, as you bring up aj green and you know i i know i'm kind of going off script for you a little bit here but uh as you bring up aj green you know last week we saw him in the uh the replay where it looked like he said something along the lines of, if you don't know how to use me, then just trade me. So what do you make of that situation on top of the comments that came out in the the just interview today with AJ Green that came out?
3: So I've I've talked about it on Twitter today. I'm I'm gonna go off on on the tangent here. You know, I, I tell you what, I was diagnosed with ADD at like 33. Uh, at the time, I was in a sales job, high and big money sales job, not making enough money, about to get canned. And a uh, a friend who who transferred in became a friend. He's like, "Man, you're you're a weird dude. Are, are you sure you don't have ADD?" <laughs> this dude was off the charts ADD, and you know he's telling me, "Oh, do you do this? Do you do?" that? I'm like. Oh my goodness. I, I apparently didn't realize what ADD was because he described me to a T got diagnosed, got on medication, changed my life. My income tripled in six months. My entire life since then has been the trajectory. Couldn't be more different. Um, there's a, there's a great book, change your brain, change your life. I read it front, front, back, you know, I can go on and on and on. But when I see people, Chad Johnson, I felt like some of his antics, I'm like, man, I, I wonder if Chad has ADD 100%. because oh, yeah. he, <laughs> you, you think he's got to, especially when you watch him on Twitter. Yes. I think AD, ADD is a great thing. You know, the, the, it's a frontal lobe thing. It's a decision-making thing. You know, sometimes you speak without thinking, uh, you have trouble focusing, but sometimes it's not the switching gears all the time or not being able to sit still. It's hyper-focusing on a negative thought. And the book, that uh, The Change Your Brain, Change Your Life, it, they call it uh, ANTS, Automatic Negative Thoughts. So you're, something pops up in your head, and then you just can't get it out. You're, you're repeating it. You're saying it to yourself over and over. You don't know why. Suddenly you realize 30 minutes passed, and you haven't done anything other than sit here, and now you are physically upset, mad. And I'm looking at A.J. Green. People forget this is not Mm -hmm. the first time he's apologized. Go back to the game in 2013 against the Browns. Uh, Hayden was real physical with him. Uh, A.J. Green, uh, on some of the choice routes, he picked the wrong one. Uh, Him and Dalton were all on the wrong page. And and Dalton was right on a couple of them. One of them resulted in an interception. He was sulking. His body language was horrible. Mm -hmm. He apologized for his body language back in 2013 it's you can look it up by searching for it. And, and he said today, he's like, that's not me. I've seen it before. Jalen Ramsey, same thing. You know, he he let it build up and build up and build up. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Yaz (laughs) with the uh, replay. We don't need film. We'll just have Yaz recreate it. Got Got the
1: short
2: jabs. (laughs) Got those short jabs.
1: That's what he looked like.
3: (laughs) Exactly. You know, I don't blame him, but it's like, to that's not the first time anybody talked trash to AJ Green. Finally, it just it, it built up. I, I I've been there. I have seen it. I I understand the the mindset. Um, so many other times where if you if you replay, yeah, his his exasperation. Uh, somebody brought up the fourth down. Andy throws out of bounds, uh, making fun of Andy. You replay that on all twenty two. AJ Green, and he's running for his life. AJ Green literally just stands there. And then when the ball sails over his head, you know, arms go flailing. He's done it before. And I'm not saying it's because AJ's a bad person. AJ is an incredibly talented athlete, but he said it today. I get in my head. I've been there. I get in my head all the time where my life is amazing. And one little bad thing happens and I, my, my brain, just because the, the, the chemicals, uh, epinephrine, uh, dopamine, they're not pumped into my brain the same as everybody else's. So things affect me differently. And I have to remind myself those automatic negative thoughts, you, you redirect. You don't say, no, stop. You, you, you can't tell a negative thought, no, because it's reinforcing the negativity. You've got to redirect it. If, if Joe Burrow can help A.J. Green redirect that passion, it's, it's frustrating. He's getting beat on. He's, he's working out hard. He's putting his body through all kinds of stuff through the week. I tell everybody, you know, oh, yeah, they're making millions of dollars. But you know what? Do I want that job where everybody watches me do my job? I get beat up through the week doing my job, practicing for my job. I go to do it. Everybody goes, watches me. Critiques everything, boos constantly, calls me names when I come off the field. And then the other guys, my competitors, try to take my head off. And I lose. No, I don't want that job. That is way too much pressure for me. I'll sit in an office. That's fine. If, <laughs> if Burrow can take AJ under his wing, you know, I sound, it's weird being a rookie. But uh, I, think, I think AJ needs that camaraderie back. He had that with with Andy. You know, once they develop that chemistry, I think AJ's back. I was worried that AJ was done for until his comments today. And I got so excited because it's a lot of stuff that I have seen on the field that I have speculated myself. It's just, he's quiet. You know, Chad will tell you what he's thinking. You know, Chad (laughs) will run his mouth all day long. I love it to death. Uh, You know, there's no right way or wrong way, but. AJ green being quiet. The fans just don't know. We don't hear about it. You have really got to pick up those clues. So I think honestly today could be a huge breakthrough and I wouldn't be surprised as long as he's hundred percent healthy that AJ green blows up Sunday. Finally, he's got it off his chest. Now he's feeling good. Now he's going to hyper focus on all the right stuff Sunday and get it done. So I'm I'm ready. I, I hope I'm right.
1: I hope you're right too. <laughs> well, I agree with, with everything you said. <laughs> I agree with that because I also know what it's like and uh, something that I wanted to add that I was thinking about after I watched his press conference today is that we should be happy that he had that moment to be able to get his frustration out because if not it was just going to stay bottled up and it was Mm -hmm. different things were going to tack on to it and we should be thankful that he finally just got it all out and I think that we need to not forget how much AJ Green has done for us in Cincinnati staying from LA, but he's done so much and he has brought so much happiness. And even when the team isn't the best, he was always like our star child. And I know that we now have Joe Burrow and we have some other players that we can put up on that pedestal, but we can't just all of a sudden start bashing the guy that gave us so much for so long. And he's mentioned so many times that he wants to retire in Cincinnati and that he wants to remain a Bengal. And if he wants to do that, then let's embrace it. If he's going to have one game where he's going to say, if you don't know how to use me, trade me good for him because this is his job and this is his life. And he's 32, 34 years old. He's getting old. He's going to not play in the NFL for too many years longer. And if he needs to demand that he is involved during his final years and I want him to do that because I don't want him to sit back and be like, whatever.
3: Even another direction who here has ever said something that maybe they didn't mean when they were extremely frustrated. Yeah. You know,
2: exactly. 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 I was going to say too, kind of on top of all of your points is let's not forget who his mentor is that he reaches out to on a, I, I believe I've read weekly basis in Larry Fitzgerald. So All of his reaching out to Larry Fitzgerald. Larry Fitzgerald is still with the Arizona Cardinals. Yep. I mean, and they've they've been garbage. They've
3: been through it. (laughs) At certain
2: times, you know, and now they have Kyler Murray and now they're getting better and, you know, they're kind of back on that upswing. But, like, Larry could have hung him up before they drafted Kyler or asked out of Arizona. And so for AJ to kind of get that from his mentor, who he's not shy about mentioning, I talked to Larry. And, you know, he's, he's also made the comment, I want to follow in Larry's footsteps and be with the same organization my entire career. So all the media, I mean, the media makes up the stories that they have to make up for the links and the clicks and all of that stuff to get people to read. We get it. And, you know, of course, the sideline antics that we saw this past weekend, of course, it's going to get clicks. Why wouldn't it get clicks? Everybody wants to see AJ out of here. Yep. AJ has been a trade rumor for roughly about the last five to eight years. Yep. so i don't know i mean i'm not putting a whole lot of stock in it especially no. the captain i mean we all say shit that we don't mean in the heat of a moment like it's i don't know it's i see it as water under the bridge especially with the stuff he didn't have to come out and apologize he could have doubled up he did not exactly didn't that's
3: the reason why i yeah. think he still got it yeah. and it's just mental emotional you know all these changes very few people like change he's he's went through all his changes. And he, he, his best friend is now in Dallas, basically. Yeah. Right. They, were, they were way tighter than people realize. So, you know what? I, I, think, I think, like yeah said, him getting that off his chest today probably meant more to him that he probably went home happier than he's been in a long time, and we're going to see it Sunday. Well,
2: and people keep bringing up this stuff in the offseason, too, where he said, I'm not coming back if they give me a franchise
3: tag. Well, he's here. Yeah. So, you know, and I that's mean, normal contract talk.
2: Sure. Yeah. Your agent would tell you you're crazy if you were saying anything otherwise. Exactly. Lose leverage at that point. Exactly. I mean, at all of, of who wouldn't want one last decent contract. I don't know. I, again, I think it's all kind of just water under the bridge at this point. I'm excited to see what he brings out this year, because if I, if I know AJ the way that as a fan, I feel like I know AJ, he's going to come out with an, a chip on his shoulder that we haven't actually seen to this point this season. So I'm, I'm excited to see what happens.
0: So I'm going to go back to the point of not having a preseason because I think another reason why AJ might be frustrated is because he's seeing these younger players, these younger wide receivers connecting with Joe Burrow uh, more. But you got to remember, AJ came into the league with Andy. He's played with Andy for the last nine years. He didn't get, you know, the, the three preseason games to kind of mesh there with Joe Burrow. So he's probably having... I'm going to say a hard time, but it's probably like a mental thing where he's thinking, you know, why am I not meshing with this quarterback yet? And it'll all happen. It'll all come around. It'll happen. Um, But that could be another reason for his frustration. He's seen these other guys who didn't play with Andy for nine years, you know, meshing with a new quarterback because they're new wide receivers. So
3: That's a great point. He had that that, uh, rapport built up with Andy. So no matter who came in, he was already clicking. But because of the situation and, and him being out and the new new playbook, all this, he was day one just like T. Higgins. They basically got the same start. Yep. So yeah, it it's gonna take a, a little bit of time. But I think uh, today made me feel really good about the fact that his his head is in the right place, even if you know, temporarily on on one day it might not have had the focus the long term, he knows what he needs to do. And I I think they'll get it done in practice this week.
2: So on the flip side of the ball, who wants to bring up positives on the defense thus far this year? Me. (laughs) Take it.
1: (laughs) I love the defense. Let me just say they are my pride and joy. Uh, Every year the defense, like I remember, I just have to throw this in here because it's funny. But when, I was younger and I didn't really know anything about the Bengals. I knew that guys at high school would ask me like about the team. So I would just memorize everyone on the defense because I was like, well, if I, everybody knows the offense. But if I know the defense, then that's going to give me some credibility. <laughs> and it's just stuck. Um, I am very sad about DJ Reader. I'm just going to put that out there because. I was really excited when we went out and signed him. We finally, I remember everybody was like, finally, like we're going out, we're getting people. And um, so it's really tough to lose him. But I think that right now is the perfect time for Gino and Carlos to step up. And they're both veterans. And I think that if they just can like get a hold of all the younger guys who are doing great, um, then it's going to be a good season moving forward. I think they looked great against, the Ravens and only letting them technically put up 20 points was really good. Being able to contain Lamar, who is very talented, was great. But I I think that, again, it's a young group. Um, Jesse Bates, Logan Wilson, uh, William Jackson, all of them, I feel like they're names that people don't really know yet. But as the years go on, as long as we can hold on to all of them, they're going to be names that people, they're going to be a Jalen Ramsey. You know what I mean? They're going to be names that people remember and people know and people are following, and I'm very excited about that. Um, But a point that Captain made earlier was that one game we're really good on offense and another game we're really good with chemistry. Another game we're really good with the defense and so on. But I hope that whatever they were doing on Sunday against the Ravens, they can continue to build on. And I just hope that every single one of those guys is like, how can I do this better? Um, but I'm excited. I'm excited about the defense. How do you guys feel about the defense?
2: I mean well, Go ahead, Cap. I'm, I'm...
3: You know, she, she said it all. She said, you know, uh, yeah, reader, man, what a, what a signing. What a heartbreaker. DJ, if you're listening, get well soon. Can't wait to have you back. You you need to retire in Cincinnati. You know we we need to keep this thing going. Um, also, if you're you know, listening, I, uh,
0: I, give us a call, and we'd love to have you on the show. <laughs> <laughs> throw
3: that one out there too. Yeah, DJ. Well, you hook, Look up these guys. You know, yeah. DM them. Slide in there.
0: Yeah, yeah, get in. Uh, huh.
3: <laughs> uh, you know, some people have been worried about. Oh no, we'll never sign another free agent again. I I don't think that's the case. Again, uh, when when Zach came on board. They spent uh, a million or two on superficial upgrades for the stadium. You know, my, my Twitter header, you know, I'm, I'm posing in front of a, a Hootay yeah. sign. It looks expensive. that doesn't do anything for the players. It just looks cool. Uh, <laughs> Zach, Zach got him to spend that money. You know, so for all the talk that you know, they won't spend the money, Zach started to get them to spend the money. Now his first big off offseason, they spent all that mo- money on defense. Uh, I I completely see offensive line free agent next season. You know, yeah. uh, they're not going to stop now, especially with what they've seen around Burrow and the fan excitement around Burrow. They understand that there is a window that is open now. They've got to make sure that they they give him the tools needed offense defense. You know, they've got to be able to compete in the North. Unfortunately, the North is getting great all at the same time. Son of a gun. Just give oh, me a no bad idea. division for once. Um, but yeah, you know, I I love Carlos Dunlap. You know, Gino's been a, a you know, foundational piece for so long. But some of the, the, the new linebackers are, are running all over the field making plays.
2: I was going to say, like, Bynes might have been the best signing in the offseason just for the leadership that he's providing that linebacker core.
3: Yeah, different, different people in the locker room who understand how to win, who have seen that win. You know, a lot of people who've never played organized sports or, or, or been on a, a major team, even in business, they, they don't realize – how much you can lose, how much you can miss, you know, what happens when adversity strikes and how do people respond. And for a lot of people, that's not something that that you're born with, you know, that that's learned, that's learned from watching people. I've been blessed in my career. I've had amazing leaders over me. I've worked for some of the, everybody I've worked with, I wish would write a book because the things I've learned from them. And, you know, the, the, the same thing when, when it hits the fan at work, I'm, I'm calm, cool and collected because of who I learned from. So binds can come in and help with that. DJ reader can come in, you know, with his experience. I realize we're talking about the Texans, but you know, he, mm-hmm. he's, he, he learned from JJ Watt, you yeah. know, he's got some of the, the, the workout tips and, and how he takes care of his body and, and off season and preparation and all that stuff. Uh, you know, we're, we're adding those pieces. So the questions about Lou, you know, I, I see where they came from last year. This Ravens game was a big step forward to kind of quell some of those questions. And this next game will be huge because like Yaz said, if we can build on, what they did against the Ravens, if they can keep some of that stuff together, like, Hey, this worked, your, your pursuit, your speed, your relentless here. You know, they were gang tackling guys. I, mm-hmm. First time in a long time, I've seen four or five Bengals piling on, you know, the opposition. I'm like, where has this been? And if they can just get that pride in that back, we'll we'll see if it, it uh, follows up with the Colts then bam now now we start rolling now we start rolling with something on the de- defensive side now we just need to get the same thing with the offense get everything clicking together and it, it's over
2: well and you talk about that leadership one of the things that zach taylor's come out and talked about repeatedly is the fact that he's trying to draft captains team captains from college
3: and i think that i'm available for draft. <laughs> <hey>. <laughs> Me
2: too. i, I might be good
3: for fun. one game and that's it but hey anyway
2: no, but I mean, I think, you're, I, I think you're actually starting to see that. Yep. And I mean, like, um, the, the, kid, the linebacker kid that had the interception last week. Wilson. Was, yes, thank you. Um, he just, you could see the maturity that he gained on the field. Like, just that whole game, like, as soon as he had the interception, he was all over the place. And I don't feel like I was able to say that at any point in time this season up until that happened. But it's like you're actually seeing the maturity of these kids. And I, I think it has to be coming at the just the will and of the leaders of the the veterans and that, that presence that they're having. And it's just it's really cool to see that in action on the field.
3: That's uh, a good point about the rookies, because we, we forget that we remade a linebacking core. You know, it just just yeah. like that. It might be unfair to think that they're just going to play where, where they're going to end up right away. Yeah. You know. A lot of teams will put pieces together. We just remade an an entire unit. We'll probably end up doing the same, the offensive line, you know, next year. Uh, We didn't get the advantage of the Browns picking top five every year for 10 years. So we
1: didn't go 0 16.
3: (laughs) Exactly. But I I mean, 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 you got to think they started their rebuild with Miles Garrett. He was number one overall. And then they get another number one overall. And then, you know, they missed on how many first rounders and then, but then some people want to say, oh yeah, let's be like the Browns. I'm thinking, no, no, I want to be a little quicker on that uh, winning streak.
2: And even some of the PFF grades I've seen come out for like Akeem Davis Gaither. um, They're not great, but I feel like the eye test says otherwise because he's still getting to the ball. Like, no, he might not be making the tackle, but he's still getting to the ball, which is something that I don't know that you can say for the last year or two, maybe three of linebackers, even when Tez was here. So I don't know. I'm encouraged by the defense, especially after this past week and the fact that Lamar Jackson, I don't know if he actually came out and said it or if other people are saying it for him, but it was a defense that he had not seen before.
3: Yeah, Harbaugh, Har- Harbaugh made mention of that, which was fantastic. And, and sure, I retweeted man. it when I saw it because how many people have ever heard that about a Cincinnati game plan? Not since the you know, Yeah. What was it, last year or the year before? Uh, one of the teams we played said that they, they knew all the plays?
0: Yeah. I'm like, it,
3: yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh, that that's not good. No. <laughs> that can't be good, <laughs> <No>. right? <laughs> I was mean, I've never coached, but I'm sure that's pretty no- – Yeah. <laughs>
1: Let's not do
3: that again. Not again no. <laughs> so yeah. As- so now it's a complete opposite. Now where it's like teams are going to look at that since teams are going to look at the Bengals game plan and use our game plan to help play better against the Ravens. How about that? For Crazy.
2: those of you who are in an audio format only and not viewing the actual YouTube video, I just want you to know that every time he says Bengals game plan, Captain's <laughs> literally popping his chest while adjusting
3: his jacket,
2: and it's fantastic. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Love that.
3: But, A bunch of you know rich people around the, uh, <laughs> the the golf club, like, yeah, did you see the uh, Cincinnati Bengals actually had the best game plan again? Yeah, you know, <laughs> hey, we we are the defense to copy when you play the Ravens. The Chiefs are going to use our game plan when they play in the playoffs. Other heard people, it here.
2: I think other people use that defense against Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, true. But as we're talking about coaches, a couple coaches I want to pick your brain on and just tell me some quick thoughts so we can move through this because there are some other things I still want to get to. But the people who are being picked on right now Zach Taylor, is he the guy to be the head coach? Jim Turner, is he the offensive coordinator? And then I know we made mention to Lou, so I don't know if we need to really touch on Lou, but if you have anything else you want to say on Lou Anarimo, those are the three that are really being picked on right now. So what are your thoughts?
1: You can go. <laughs>
3: okay. I, I wor- I'll say it. I'll say it. If Jim Turner walks up to me, I'll, I'll say, Jim, I, I'm worried about you. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm worried about what I'm hearing. You know, uh, the, the way some of the guys are playing, the miscommunication, that much miscommunication makes me wonder if guys are not afraid to make mistakes. And then you couple that with Zach Taylor saying that, you know, he, the, the Marine, the Marine, the, the cliche, the stereotype that I feel like he's using is the drill sergeant. And if, if we're combining that drill sergeant and I, you know, I don't know that this is happening, but if we're combining that drill sergeant with guys who are afraid to make mistakes, that's a bad recipe. And it makes me question, is he the right guy for the job? I just hope that if he's not, they can make the right decision to either help him be that guy or move on. But I, I'm definitely disheartened that the offensive line ended on such a high note last season. And then I felt like took major multiple steps backward to start this year. Uh, I don't trust them to do that again. I don't want to wait with Burrow knowing he's going to get clobbered for four games every year as they remember how they ended every year. So I, I have my questions. Zach Taylor has not given me any reason to question yet. Uh, you, you look at uh, Andy Reid got canned from Philly. He wasn't the guy. He started out with KC. The offense didn't look like it does now. He, got, he developed his coaching. He got the pieces in place. Now he can have a lot more fun. I think the same thing is going to be with Zach Taylor. No, we can't just grab Bill Belichick. No, we can't just grab Andy Reid. Sometimes you hire a young coach. Uh, I don't want the, the coaching carousel that I've seen out of the Browns, You know, not to keep bringing them up, but I feel like they've got a really good template of what not to do. Uh, I don't want to just keep recycling coaches. Zach has proven that he's smart. I can hear it when he speaks. He understands what's going on. People are mad. He, he didn't say what uh, Anthony Lynn said, like, oh, my quarterback's running for his life. But you go back to Zach's postgame comments and he'll say, well, we we can't let a free rusher through that can't happen. You know, anything's on the table to change. He's essentially saying it in a more politically correct way. So <laughs> it's the same like- thing. People, people are just upset for no reason. They're talking about the play calling. And yet somebody will mention the, the, the mesh concept, the empties we never saw last year. He's running play action. He's thrown the ball more on early downs. All of these things we were begging for, but it's not good enough. It's not good enough right now because they're not executing the way they need to be, and it's going to come in time. Uh, We just need to let that happen. We need a couple of pieces on offensive line. We need to get these guys who've had, again, no preseason, a little more time together, let everybody get the playbook down. Once we see better execution, how many times did we see against the Ravens? You know, Joe just barely missed somebody or hmm. somebody just barely missed a block, or so many almost, some of the deep balls just barely. That's throughout. been weird. Yeah. You, you start getting those, hmm. and then suddenly, oh, man, everybody will forget that they ever talked any crap about Zach, and I'll be there to remind them. <laughs> no, I, won't. Not, I, won't, I won't. I won't. Try. I swear I won't.
0: <laughs> Positive. outside the stadium. You, you
3: hate you know, yo, good vibes only. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> Yeah. So yeah, I, I'm still on on Zach now. If if he gets a full another full off season, drafts an entirely new offensive line. I'm not saying every position, but you know gets us enough guys to plug in, and everybody gets a second year, and we come out 0 and five again. I, I'm bowing out of the debate. I'm not going <laughs> to speak. But I don't think it's going to happen. I think we'll get hot late, and I think next year is going to be a different year
2: anything that on the yes
1: I agree with him and I I just yeah I agree with everything he was saying I think that Zach can do it I think that maybe potentially the pieces around Zach might need to change if we get to that point but I think that is a good person and just how the players are young and sometimes need more experience sometimes coaches need more experience just how he said about Andy Reid um but when you said that, those deep balls that you were talking about, it made me think of my friend, John Ross, who's not actually my friend, but I like to pretend he's my friend. And I'd <laughs> love to talk about John Ross, if you guys will let Go me.
2: Go right ahead, dear.
1: Um, so I'm a big advocate for John Ross. I don't quite know why. It might be because he's from California. I think he likes the same basketball team as me. I don't know. Something about him about us picking him and him being the fastest and me just being able to tell that the potential is there. And I know that we haven't gotten to see much of him and what we have seen have for the most part been drops. And I'll admit that, but I wish that we would get him some more reps and maybe like toughen him up a little bit. And just, if he can stay healthy, I think that Joe Burrow to John Ross deep balls could be a very very dangerous thing and I understand we're not there yet and I understand we need to kind of push John into mold him into something but I think that if the right coach gets in there and does that he can be really good for us and um I just want to see him get another shot so bad. I want to see that speed used. I want him to make those plays that are going to get retweeted by the NFL and posted by the NFL. And I think that he can be dangerous if we just know how to utilize him correctly. And that is why I think John Ross should be president.
2: <laughs> um,
1: but no, seriously, I just really like, I, okay, so on the Sunday night game this past week, um, the Russell Wilson kept going back to DK Metcalf, obviously because he is an amazing wide receiver. He's such a good player. He's a but,
2: specimen of a man.
1: But they like, yeah, he is great. Hey. They knew that they had to get something done. I know, I always am like, I love DK. Jared's like, what are you saying? I'm like, no worries. About it. <laughs> Everything except um, the
2: pacifier. Yeah. That's weird. I don't understand the pacifier. Yeah,
1: but um, I like I noticed that Russell and DK they had this thing that was kind of maybe like the Andy AJ connection, but Russell just kept going back to him. And they're like, "We need to get this done. I'm gonna keep going back to you." And even so, DK had that drop in the end zone, and I was like, "There's no way they give it to him again. Like it's fourth down, and what do you know? They go right back to him, even though everybody." is surrounding DK. They trusted each other to make that play. And I think right now maybe that's Tyler Boyd in a couple seasons. It'll maybe be T. Higgins. But I just wish that it would be John Ross because imagine him running all over the field, getting that separation. The speed is there. We just got to get the hands and the brain, and we're good to go.
3: So Marvin Lewis, John Ross fumbles one time. Marvin Lewis shelves him for the entire season. Yep, I would have been on the bench crying mm-hmm. literal tears every game. I wouldn't be able to hide it. You know, he, you he wrecked get, him, right? What?
2: He, he wrecked him. Yo, like,
3: I, I think so. And I, you know, Marvin, Marvin Lewis, I love his football mind. Uh, but there, there are a couple of conversations he and I have had where I'm like, okay, uh, you know, I, I called out the uh, uh, Vince McDonald uh, threatening to shoot perfect, you know, yeah. and he laughed it off. And then later in the, the season, he said, well, I didn't know how serious it was. And I'm like, I was there. I told you. I'm like mouthing at the TV like, God, he knew he knew how bad it was. But, you know, he told me a story about the the Ravens defense and how the players would would take the playbook and uh, for the, the, the installs for that week hold themselves off with snacks and try to call a game. And then they go over that with Lewis and see how close they would get with what Lewis would say. And it it told me that Lewis had the players that were hungry for that. Lewis didn't necessarily bring that out in them. He assisted them in doing what they want to do. He had some hungry guys. So him sitting, people forget, but he he talked about uh, Chad Johnson publicly. And his antics didn't called him out yeah. to a reporter, and then Chad later was like, "I didn't even get a chance to respond, basically. Like, that's a little unfair, and Chad was a favorite of mine. I didn't like that about, yes, I think Marvin did John Ross a huge disservice. And uh, Zach took over a different culture. You know, I hate to bring up the Steelers, but Tomlin didn't establish some kind of Super Bowl culture with the Steelers. Sorry. You know, you can say cower, maybe there is just something when you walk in that building that is different. You know, they don't draft those guys you know, to talk about toughening somebody up. They don't draft guys that are just automatically. It's when they hit that locker room, it makes me sick, but they play that way. They get that out of those guys. Um, you know they they're always talking about the wide receivers they draft. they know how to draft talent. I don't know that it's that they know how to draft wide receivers as much as when they hit that building, there's a level of expectation that they they rise to. We didn't have that expectation prior. You know we're still trying to figure out how to put together uh, a game win and and Zach's just in his second year, not not finished with it yet. That that's going to come. That's what Zach wants to establish. I think if if he gets a chance with with Ross to get him back in, uh, I, I think Yaz is right. I think they can establish something something special and re-sign him for a reasonable contract. Uh, but there's still hope there. You know, Yaz Yaz hit it. What what, what I, I like the underdog, but even bigger, I hate to see unrealized potential, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, motivational speakers. I've listened to books. I've read, you know, there, there's so many ways that you can get everything that you want out of life. And I absolutely love talking to people about it and, and getting people on the right path and, and, and seeing just this incredibly gifted athlete who isn't coming anywhere close. I mean, even five touchdowns and 700 yards a year, wouldn't be touching what he could do with his ability, but at least that would give him a long career in the NFL and, and and paychecks to take care of his family. And now we're worried that that might not even exist. Like it kills me. He deserves better. He has better in him. And I hope he realizes that before the end of the season, get him on the field. I hear you, man. Absolutely. So,
2: Couple last things I want to get to so we can get Yaz into that L.A. traffic. <laughs> oh, it's
1: okay. I'm, I'm enjoying this now. I'm having fun.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so a couple things that I've read have come up. Um, we've talked about what, I mean, we haven't here, but the trade deadline is being talked about. So extensions are also in hand being talked about. Some players that have been mentioned because of the way things kind of went down with Carlos Dunlap, uh, Geno Atkins and his big cap hit. Um, You also have Carl Lawson and William Jackson III coming up with some extensions if they aren't extended here at the end of the season. Um, So you kind of want to try and trade them potentially if, you know, you can still get something out of them if they aren't going to come back. And then you also have two receivers and the aforementioned A.J. Green and John Ross. So with all of those names mentioned, do you see any of those guys going anywhere before the trade deadline? How do you feel? I mean, of course, the homer in me doesn't want to see any of these guys go, especially when you get to see the, the motor and Dunlap really going, Atkins playing at full health, the old A.J., john ross when he's catching touchdown pass after touchdown pass in the one season where he had like what seven or eight touchdown catches um so i don't know where your thoughts are on this but i thought i'd at
3: least bring it up you want to start yes
1: Shaking his head he was shaking his head and i kind of agree i i don't see us going clear in house with anybody really i don't see us really letting go of them i think That if maybe behind closed doors, there is a player that is demanding to be traded because he can no longer stand what they are doing to him in Cincinnati, then maybe. But right now, I don't think that their concern is with trading anyone. I think maybe their concern is more with building what they have. Um, I would hope that they wouldn't let John Ross go. But if John Ross (laughs) went somewhere else and just became this monster, I would love it for him because... Um, like, like I said, like he had, or like Captain said, he had that one fumble, and then he was benched. And this season, he had, I think, one or two drops, and then they got rid of him. But it's like, or not got rid of him, but then he wasn't active the next week. You know what I'm saying? But um, it just it makes me sad that I think that if I mean Mike Thomas had a fumble this week, are we gonna just let him sit out? You know? It's- well, he
2: punched <laughs> someone. In the- oh, I'm sorry, I was thinking the other Mike Thomas. Yeah, yeah. too many <laughs> yeah.
3: Mike Thomases.
2: What yeah. the heck? punch someone uh, in the face
1: <laughs> yeah but uh i don't i don't really think that that'll happen if it does happen Twitter's gonna break because i i, I just don't see it them really trading anyone
3: yeah same i you know it, people forget um i might i might have opinions on twitter and you know i definitely try to help out the phantom and stuff but i'm not a reporter I don't want to be a reporter because I don't want to ruin some of the trust that I have with coaches and players that I do talk to. Uh, I I don't want that life, but I can sit here and say, you know, Willie Anderson has said before how, how it bothers him that that fans will just toss a player aside. Like a a player gets cut or moved and they just keep rooting for their team and then never give the player another thought. And it, it kind of bothered me because you know, I love Andrew Whitworth. He he did a lot of great things for, for us. And, uh, you know, I appreciate him. And and I don't want to just cast him aside. I still got a lot of love for Andy Dalton. You know, Marvin Jones was exciting to watch. I, I have a, a uh, waiter's apron signed by Marvin mm-hmm. Jones nice. that my wife awesome. won. Yeah. Craziest, one of the weirdest memorabilia I have. Um, I appreciate <laughs> these guys. You know, so I'm a Bengals fan, but I'm also a fan of of some of these players. Um, So I'm going to support them. You know, I I want to see more of these guys retire in stripes. Other teams do it. Mm -hmm. Why can't we? You know, I didn't see the Patriots looking to put Brady on the trading block every year. I didn't see fans constantly saying, oh, well, we should trade Brady. No, he got to play out and then he left on his own terms, which I'm still surprised he left, but. You know, it it is what it is. I want more of that for us and particularly about Carlos Dunlap. um, Big fan, obviously biased or not. He posted his highest PFF grade ever last year. And I'm arguing with people on Twitter saying, well, that's a perfect time to unload him. No, only if you're Nostradamus and you understand, you you know, for a fact that he's going to fall off a cliff the next year then maybe. But if you can do that, we need to get you a job in the NFL. But if you don't have a job in the NFL, maybe you're just lucky or you hated the guy to begin with and you just want to move him because you don't like him and it doesn't make any sense. So no, I was never down with trading away Carlos Dunlap as he has gotten better and better and better. Uh, I think there there have been some reasons why maybe he hasn't shown the same way on film thus far this year. Uh, there are certain things about the defense that he, he is better with, certain situations. I think the coaches know that. I think he has lately made it obvious to the coaches. So I think we're going to see uh, an uptick in his, his uh, output, his production on the field. Uh, unfortunately, injuries have played a part. But, no, I keep, keep Dunlap around. He, he's too valuable. He, he can do too many things well. You know, same way with Atkins. He was already taking up double teams. I don't care if anybody said he's lost a step. There were double teams on him for the limited snaps he had. So, hey, it's only going to help us get better.
2: So, do you think we end up signing extensions for both Carl Lawson and for William Jackson III?
1: We better.
3: (laughs) I hope everyone else does it. Like, let's get creative. Let's get weird. You know, let's figure out – defer this part and, you know, have a unicorn farting rainbows for the other part. And let's just do whatever it takes, you know? Well,
2: I guess that's where I hope that like situations like TJ or situations like even Jonathan Joseph, it took him, him a couple of years when he left to get reacclimated to a system. He didn't take off running when he went to Houston. So, you know, I personally would love to see us uh, sign extensions for these guys, especially yep. Carl Lawson, who really seems to be coming into his own right now. Um, I don't think it can do anything but assist and aid the situation of us trying to really just continue to build on something that is really good right now. You know, they were playing with their backs against the wall last week. Offense couldn't get anything going. So they're just on the field, the whole game. I don't put that 27 points on the Cincinnati defense, to be completely honest. I think you yeah. got to put a large majority of that on the offense. Cause they, they really couldn't get going when you're running three and out every time you're on the field, it's not really conducive to anything the defense is trying to do. You're playing with short field and all that.
1: Yeah.
3: Yeah. Like Yaz said, you know, seven was the uh, uh, defensive touchdown. So you're down to 20. Uh, you've got a short field twice, I believe, really. Uh, so mm-hmm. count that as 14. I, I mean, honestly, the refs helped them out a, a, just a tiny bit here and there. So, yeah. So well,
1: no, basically, they scored
3: zero. Well, I was going to say,
2: even the, yeah,
1: the that, field- I, I
3: remember zero. Justin, Tuck,
2: Justin yeah. Tucker's making like fifty some odd yard field goals, so good yeah. God, man! Yeah. So
3: In that crappy field. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Tyler Boyd slips, so now it's a crappy field to me. <laughs> I'm mad about that.
2: <laughs> so what of the, what? Since we can keep you a little longer, since you aren't too antsy to get out into the LA traffic.
1: Yeah, I'm I'll like add the.
2: I'll, I'll add some of the other topics. Um, yeah. Rookies so far. Who have you liked? What have you seen? Who's really impressed you? Maybe guys that we haven't necessarily mentioned already, specifically Joe Burrow. We could all go on and on for days about Joe.
1: Do you want to go first? Would you like me to go first? Ladies first. Okay. Um, so let me see. Yeah, Joe Burrow. That's funny. I wasn't even gonna mention him because in my head, he's like a veteran that just does this. Like he's just great. Um I do want to shine the spotlight on maybe I want to say Logan Wilson. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that he has done a good job. And even though he was injured, had to miss, I think it was one game. He still came back and like produced. Um, I do really like what I'm seeing out of him. And I'm hoping that he'll like step into that leadership role too um, as he continues to grow with the team. I would say him on defense and then offense. obviously I mean we can't ignore T. he's he's been doing good so far and we can tell that that chemistry is nice. right there with Joe Burrow. Um, but I do want to shine the spotlight on somebody that technically still counts as a rookie but doesn't seem like one and that's Jesse. Bates. oh, I thought
2: you. Were say oh Jonah. Jonah
1: also Jonah okay, yeah. Um, But I was going to say Jesse Bates specifically. Um, I love watching him play. And I remember it was the very first game of the season against the Chargers. It was like the second quarter. I just tweeted out. I was like, Jesse Bates, the third. And I feel like ever since I sent that tweet, he just does so good. And you can tell that he's trying to get better every game and he has his hands up and he's trying to deflect the ball and he's running all over the field. And sometimes like, I can't remember who it was that was running about to score a touchdown. Out of nowhere, you just see Jesse Bates cut across the field and just take him out. That's just someone that even though he's he may not seem like a rookie, he technically kind of still is. And um, yeah, that, those would be my three.
3: So we need you to tweet out right guard and right tackle the first. <laughs> and then send out the positive I'm
1: just going to do it with no context and no explanation at all just that's it and let's just see what happens
3: (laughs) the universe will respond Yeah,
1: manifest
2: it and it will become so
1: Yeah. the
3: secret I know people make fun of the secret but uh, actually yeah good little Mm -hmm. flick I've gotten some rock star parking spots using the secret
0: love it this
3: is a movie
2: no, manifest it, man. Yeah.
0: Somebody's have to catch it me up. Be... Look it up on YouTube.
2: Look up I'm the secret on YouTube.
0: All right, that's why I look it up. Yep. All right, I got you.
2: We'll tell you. We'll tell you when you're older, Ed.
0: Thank you.
1: Appreciate it. <laughs>
2: so who you got, Cap?
3: Ah, uh, you know, the the young linebackers a- as a unit uh, definitely definitely have appreciated watching uh, Logan Wilson. I mean, I'm basically gonna parrot. Yazair. Yeah, there. Yeah. Yeah, she 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 nailed it. Uh, Logan Wilson, especially because a lot of people kind of downplayed that pick, and I, I, you know, I don't know why. It's, Bengals fans can be kind of a, a self hating bunch. You know, mm-hmm. we just want to feel bad. I don't know why. I'm not that type of Bengals fan, but I, I, I see it a lot. And uh, he's really been, you know, worthy of the pick. Absolutely worthy of the pick. And then you you see flashes in in other guys. Uh, You know it's funny a a couple plays that even uh, Adeniji, you you missed him. You know he was like an extra tight end, but uh, they're working him in there, and he could be a future. You know on offensive line, but the the guy again. That's why I had to have this in my hand. I am so excited about T. Holy cow! In another year, he might have been looked at as an a, a draft grade in the first round if we picked him in the first round I mean how many how many years that we maybe should have picked at that we didn't you know oh. and the the player is no longer with us and we could have got at and he's working with chad he's he's texting and, and calling Chad after games when things don't work out or like when a DB gets leverage on him and, and he felt like he had had the route or had him and he's, he's bouncing stuff off a of chair. This dude is working as hard as Burrow, and these two are going to be inseparable in leaderboards for years to come. I'm so excited, and I'm telling you, his cards are cheap. Now is the time to load <laughs> up on T. Higgins. If you can't afford Burrow, and most of us can't, T. Higgins is the man. Well, and I
2: know that like right around the draft, the name that was thrown around – even probably the like m- most often when it came to who should we draft at that pick spot, when it t- when it came to receivers was Denzel Mims. And I'm not sure De- has Denzel Mims even seen the field yet? I think he's been injured most of this year.
3: I, I haven't heard his name, but so I don't know.
2: I mean, I'm with you. Like T Higgins was a great pick. The fact that he was a Bengals fan. I don't know if they knew that already when they drafted him,
3: they knew. He talked about it during – yeah, I'm pretty sure. But it's
2: it's crazy awesome to see a kid who wants to be here. who's flourishing in the system who – while he does not quite yet look like Chad, he's doing his own thing on the field. I love the fact that somebody has his mom's Twitter account that I follow and they're (laughs) just – Throwing her shit out there all the time, like, oh, tease mom. she, she, she liked a touchdown. She, here's she's on Instagram. Too. Like, 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 <laughs> yep. like. Just, just love giving his family support. I think it's fantastic. Yep. So I don't know. I, I, it's just it's good to see that. I think they really nailed that pick. Just, and I, I love that you guys are seeing, you know, the same things that I myself as a fan am seeing. So it's
3: you know physically he is very similar to AJ Green, and When, when AJ decides to hang up the cleats and retire as a Cincinnati Bengal, I do believe T can, can take that mantle and worst case scenario. We've got, uh, two of them. We've got two tall, uh, I would say, yeah, deceptive speed, you know, they're, they're not blazing, but you know, what I like about AJ is his long strides. He's got a little bit of a, a gear and a half that, uh, He'll he'll run by you and you you don't even realize it. You know it's not that top end. It's it's how deceptive he is when he kicks it in. You know, I looking at T, it looks like he can have that stride. And if he's going to work with Chadney all season, footwork's not going to be a problem. I he's got it.
2: I just think he's trying to come after my number one spot. And my heart is it's Alton Tate. Believe it or not, just a, a guy who is kind of an afterthought on the offense and the fact that. Your boy for president, John Ross, isn't actually performing. (laughs) Give him a (laughs) chance. It's it's good to see – well, it's good to see Alvin Tate getting on the field. Personally, I don't think Alex Erickson should be on the field at all anymore, and that's a story for a different day, but
3: that's just me. (laughs) Well, you know what? As fans, (laughs) we can say we want all of them on the field. I want want the best for Alex Erickson. I like him. He's made some plays. He had some great chemistry with uh, Andy – and the unscripted stuff when Andy had to leave the pocket, there was a time when Alex Erickson was the only one breaking away and and making it easier for the throw for for Andy. Uh, but I also know we can only keep so many receivers. And guess what? I don't have to pick them. Yeah. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> so you, I'm going to be heartbroken for whoever we don't keep. I'm going to hope we keep all the best ones, and I'll play both sides. Let's go. <laughs>
2: So this week, we haven't even gotten to this week yet. So, <laughs> so this Everybody
3: week, we, already turned this off. They're like, screw this, Captain talks too much.
2: No, they they know we, we generally run a little long and that's it's fine. Um <laughs>
1: If there was like a genius book of world record, like who could talk about their NFL team the longest, I think we could win it. I think we could just sit here and go filibuster. On, we got on. the Bengals
3: yeah. filibuster right here. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm
0: gonna submit this episode to the Guinness Book of World Record. <laughs> yeah.
2: No one's ever talked about the Bengals this long. That's that's really what it comes down to. It's fun. So three and two Colts. We're heading to Indy, on and away game. I don't even know if Indiana Indianapolis is allowed to have Yes, they are. Fans right now, are they?
3: Yeah, they
2: are. Well, that's scary because I believe Indiana is at like a 51% rate or something crazy right now. They pretty much
0: reopened the whole state.
2: It's terrifying, mildly terrifying. (laughs) Especially for Yaz, who's in California where they're not allowed to do anything.
1: Literally nothing. Nothing. (laughs) Which is (laughs) is why she's. This sign right here says, to comply with social distancing, please don't use this chair. So there's there's like 18 chairs in this room and we could only use four (laughs)
2: again for for those of you who are on the audio service only she is in her office because she doesn't care to go anywhere because it's la and
1: (laughs) everything's closed
2: everything's closed so we're going to indy philip rivers odd to say is is in captain's got his mask on again for those of you <laughs> on the audio only so I'm, I'm surprised it's not the captain face on, no. on the it, your scarf
3: it's downstairs and it, it needed washed it was disgusting i won't go into detail but it was gross
2: <laughs> so we got philip rivers we're, we're going to indy they're going through some injuries and, and such as well ty's absolutely lost a step either that or he has no chemistry with no Rivers this here. I, I, I'm not even seeing him really catch the ball all that much. Um, Mo Ali Cox has has kind of become a guy who, if you don't know him, if he's available in your fantasy league, the guy is catching passes. He's a rookie tight end, and tight end's is kind of a spot that you need probably more help on most of your teams than not. Anyway, um, it's it's a weird team though. They've already had some injuries going on with running back. Naheem Hines is not Naheem Hines, who of the of the past. I don't know what's going on with him. Um, they do have a rookie though at running back in uh, what's, what's his name, John, Jonathan Jonathan Taylor. There it is. Thank you, girl. Um, so yeah, they they got a lot of good things going on in Indy, but they're they're still figuring out too. Um, what do you guys see going on this weekend in Indy?
1: So I did the math the other day because I was bored and, um, I, i saw, I wanted to know how many yards Jonathan Taylor was averaging compared to Joe Mixon. And he's at like 64 is his average per over game. the past five games. And Joe Mixon is at like 75. So I think we have the edge there. I'm just going to say that. Um, just throwing but the ball. yeah, I think that Philip rivers, um, my best friend and roommate is a Chargers fan. So, um, I'm just going to say that Phillip Rivers, he's going to be throwing a lot of interceptions on Sunday to our boys on defense. Um, I think that he is easily flustered. And when he is flustered, his game kind of falls apart a little bit, just a tiny bit, how we saw the offense do this week.
2: He's um, always playing like fourth and goal or, or four, yeah. it's, it's fourth down clocks expiring and he's behind one score. That's how Philip yeah. Rivers always yeah. runs. <laughs>
1: Yeah, and then there's always a really bad play that makes him really angry, and it's funny. But um, I think that there is more on the line this week for us than there is for them, and even though they did lose to the Browns, that was probably very gut-wrenching for them. I think that if the defense can play and build on what they did against the Ravens, we're going to be okay. It's going to be easy to shut down the offense, especially with T.Y. Hilton not having any – Anything going on, really, and Taylor, we can shut him down as well. But, um, yeah, it's just going to be up to our offense. The Colts defense is good. So I hope that our offense can establish a rhythm early and just get out there. That's my, that's what I'm saying.
3: <laughs> Putting it down. I'm with the commission. That's the
1: game plan.
3: <laughs> yeah. Philip Rivers has been throwing very turnoverable. I just made oh, that up. Good. I,
0: I'd make that up too. It's good.
3: <laughs> Go ahead and copyright that. Yeah. Uh, no, you know, he, he's thrown enough bad balls this season. Uh, you know, turnover worthy plays. He's got quite a few. We just have to catch him. You know, a few of them bounced out of our hands against the Ravens. We've got to catch him. He's going to give us the ball that's going to give us the opportunity to score, you know, I, I really think Zach can take some away from the Browns with how they played them. Some of the, the, the trick plays to get guys looking uh, misdirection, you know, get the, uh, get the backers flow in one direction, hit them the other way. And uh, I figure if we can get Phillip rivers saying dash gummit or gosh, darn it four <laughs> or five times during the game, we win Get him mad. That's how he <laughs> gets mad.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: I hope he's Absolutely. Gosh, darn it get in his head
1: that's yep. all we need
2: all right so if i gotta put you to it and you have to call a final score what do you got oh she doesn't even like this he question. does this to everyone all just right.
0: so you know
3: 28 <laughs> 21 i i keep predicting 28 21 i'm gonna hit this in one of these games 28 21
1: so i don't like to do predictions because when it doesn't happen i'm like dang it it was all my fault Go to your head but but today um I did do a podcast earlier and I said that I thought it would be 2327 I think I said. So I'm kind of taking back I'm I feel like 2027 20, um bangles but the person that I was talking to on the podcast earlier also said 2128 bangles so
3: she did. See, want... I'm, put, I'm putting it out in the universe Some more people think it. So you and Captain did a podcast earlier. Today, huh?
2: Commissioner Yaz did want everyone to know she's not recycling takes on every <laughs> podcast she's been on. She's trying to come up with all new takes. She's been racking her mind. Red Bull's furious with her because she's not even working anymore. <laughs> Everything is bangles this and bangles that. It's crazy yeah. out there in LA what they're putting up with. with
1: <laughs> Somebody asked me one time I did my... um. Uh, no, I just did like a random video in here, I think. And somebody replied and was like, which or what company's paying you to make this? And I was laughing so hard. I was like Red Bull technically, but nobody tells him. (laughs) I was like, it's gonna be fine.
2: (laughs) So if we don't (laughs) get you back here. If we, we'll, we'll, yeah, we'll delete the Red Bull comment out. It's fine.
1: yeah whatever.
2: <laughs> so, if we don't get either of you back on here before the end of the season, we'd like to have you back on here again. However, if if the if the stars don't align, I do want to get your big picture for the rest of the year. And then, if we do get you back on, we can go back and reassess. Totally fine. So, if we're looking at big picture for the rest of the year, tell me what you got.
1: I have to do math. So I'll let you do for go first. <laughs> <laughs> I have my calculator. up.
3: <laughs> I'll make it easy and say, you know what? I think, I think five wins. I think uh, a lot more of, unfortunately the close losses. I think we're, we're going to have a couple of wins against some very, very good teams where we finally show that we're getting it, you know, things going in the right direction, playing the right teams, the right way. Um some of the losses will be uh, close against good teams. Uh, I, I like I like playing the Browns again. You know, I like our chances with the Browns again. I like our chances with the Ravens again. You know, especially coming to Cincy. Uh, I do not like the defense of the, the Steelers right now. Uh, I don't even w- want to think about that at the moment. Uh, the 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 blitz. They they've got to figure out the communication, picking up the blitzes. That, that's it, I, which I'm sure they've already started based on the, the tape. But, yeah, five wins. We're going to see uh, progress on offense. We're going to see progress on defense. I think, unfortunately, we're going to see the offensive line gel and play really well near the end of the year. Uh, I am not going to let that fool me. I do still want a guard or tackle first round. Or at the very worst, second round with a free agent signing, but uh, I think there's a lot to look forward to for the rest of the year.
1: Yes, I agree with everything that you just said, and I'm gonna say six wins. Um, I know that is very One ambitious, upper. but uh, yeah, <laughs> um, I'm gonna say six wins, and I'm even gonna say this: Colts, Browns. Mm.
0: I
2: want that. Jags,
1: obviously that already happened. Um, Washington football team. Giants. You remembered.
0: I'll say it's still yeah. so hard <laughs> to remember I, I, I was like,
1: oh, I know. I that's why I kind of stuttered. Giants and um Cowboys. I think that those three are in a row, Ooh. and if we can pick up on the first one, we can just oh dolphins. I forgot about the dolphins. Ooh. Okay, Ooh. I'm gonna say six. I'm gonna say six, but
2: there's room for wiggle. You you got yeah, there's, room for wiggle.
1: Yeah, and you know what? If the Browns can start losing we're, this weekend, we're be good. Uh, yeah, no, <laughs> I don't. <laughs> They're gonna play. get
0: stomped. They're gonna get stopped yeah. this weekend, and it, we're gonna yeah. see the old. I can't yeah, wait. It's gonna be great.
1: Love it. Um, but anyway, um, my final thoughts about this season are just that we need to remember that we are building, and Rome wasn't built in a day. So we need to be patient, and we need to think good thoughts, and even if we are losing as long as we are building each player up i think we're going to be okay um it's the puzzle isn't going to fit perfectly together yet and we just need to understand that
0: i think we just got the the name of this episode rome wasn't built in a day yeah Ooh.
2: Ding, ding, Ooh. ding 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 <laughs> ding so before i let you go i did forget there was one twitter question that we there was did two. Get. <laughs> I only saw one.
3: One. Came, well, Twitter was down. Oh, so we got the rookie number. Instagram we right. got it. We next time we're we're on. Twitter we got to go well, all Twitter, out.
1: I guarantee that if Twitter wasn't down, we would have had more. Oh yeah, oh, yeah Twitter, yeah, did,
2: yeah. Twitter that did was break. a mess. In all it's fairness, question Twitter too, and break. it wasn't working. <laughs> um, but if you could put any movie character in a Bengals uniform, who would it be? And we do want to thank you at Andy Pick. That's andypic I C seventeen for your question.
1: Hagrid from Harry Potter. Never seen it. (laughs) Gosh, he's like this ginormous, giant man. He wouldn't even need anybody else. He'd be like the right guard, left guard, center, (laughs) everything. He'd just be there like this. (laughs) Joe Burrow who.
0: (laughs) I dig your style.
1: Yeah.
0: I was going to say Mark Wahlberg. (laughs) because, you know, the
2: whole... Rudy? Returning
0: Returning kicks and punts. Yeah, returning kicks and punts. Absolutely. Vince Polly.
3: That's tough. Like, what are we, you know, like, personal? Like, I I got a man crush on Bruce Campbell, uh, you know, Evil Dead and Army of Darkness. You you know, I would just like to see him in a Bengals uniform. I don't want to see him hit the field. I just want to see him in the stripes. (laughs) Uh, But, you know, for for somebody who's going to contribute, it's got to be, like, it's got to be uh, Avengers. One, uh, take a pick, you know,
1: Whoever Captain, can captain
3: America be another captain. That'd be sweet. There you go. <laughs> Get that shield out there on the offensive line. Yeah, I mean, I'll just I don't say put...
1: one more thing. Uh-oh. I also thought about this. Al Pacino saying oh, his geez. speech <laughs> on the Life is a Game of Inches, you know, you know that speech. Oh, it's a fucking
0: face. It's yeah. one of Aaron's favorite yeah, speeches, was... I think.
1: Yeah, it's my favorite speech, absolutely. 100%. So I need him like in 100%. the locker room, just going. Yeah, okay. Yes. That was, that yes.
0: was I played it those. in the office once. It didn't turn out very good.
3: <laughs> See, it's funny. My, my ADD, I went to Scarface. I'm thinking he's going to be on the football field saying, <laughs> Say hello to my little friend. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, he's well, the offensive whatever. coordinator telling him it's. It's about inches
0: yeah yeah <laughs> exactly scratch, i
2: love it love it oh speaks to my heart <laughs> all right well we're gonna get you out of here get you back into la traffic captain, captain you get some sleep. so it's dark out it's getting late i don't know what time it is that you put your hat back on the hook and hang your jacket right next to it because i'm sure there's special places for all those things oh yeah over, uh, get your this beard a fragile suit Get your beard combed. Get yourself to sleep. Um, I do, again, want to thank you very much for all of your time here. Um, I do want to say one last thing before you go. You can check out Bengals Captain at Bengals Captain on Twitter, on TikTok, on Instagram. He's got all of them locked down. It sounds like he's going to be doing more on TikTok. Not quite there yet where he wants it to. Got to catch
1: up to dress. Wait, what is it?
0: <laughs> no, now it's the um, –
3: I can't, whatever it is. I don't, the, the, the camera's too high. I can't get my butt. Yeah. Okay. Whatever. Yeah. It's that's fine. the new one. Yeah.
2: Um, and then as always, <laughs> Commissioner Yaz, she recently updated her Twitter, as did I. Um, so I get it. Um, I did couldn't you? use my, fr- I, yeah, I couldn't use Barfly Aaron anymore. My fraternity was called the Barflies. It's frowned upon <clears throat> when you're in your 30s to be called a Barfly. I don't know. <laughs> Um, but you can find her at Commissioner Yaz at Commissioner Yaz exactly the way it sounds Y-A-S for Yaz listen you guys have been wonderful I do appreciate it I hope the energy was where you expected it to be Captain Yaz I think you kept it where we wanted it to be and uh, hopefully no creepers come after you (laughs) (laughs) but uh, again thank you very much for your time I do appreciate
3: it Thank you guys
1: so much for having us. That was fun.
3: It was a pleasure. You guys are great. We got to do it again. Well, uh, we'll we'll, we'll plan it a little bit
2: ahead of time. Um, Probably run that two third mark and then maybe again at the end of the season, just get that round table going again. Sounds good. So thanks again, everybody.
1: Have a good night. Thank you. I got a couple
0: Bengals with me and all of them are pretty I got my brother E-Train here with me I be like go DJ, go DJ, go DJ, go on and get it This that anthem, yeah this is that anthem You got
3: a problem, well this is that answer So stand up on every can